welcome to the latest episode of NXT Talk, where we chat about all things NXT, whether it be leveling up stateside or UK, we've got you covered. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, I might have some egg on my face because we've debated a number of times on this show. I didn't think that there would ever be a time when the girl with pajamas would hold the NXT women's title. But Boris, it might happen. You might be right. I might be wrong. We could have the first ever pajama champion in WWE history. If I'm right, what would that make you again? Uh, wrong. Incorrect. Thank you. <laughs> Just wanted that on the record. Yep. Exactly. Oh, how are you doing today, big homie? I'm doing good, man. Super busy week again. Like it's uh, it's been nonstop, but you know it, it's it's chugging through. The weather is just absolutely awesome. Um, I'm nice. loving this weather because it's not too. It's not on the overly humid hot side. Uh, you know, I can still go for the long ass Boris walks um, and, and, and not feel like a piece of trash after. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> everything's going really well. How about with you, man? How's everything on your side? Uh, good. Also trying to get some uh, exercise here and there, trying to get some walks in, throw the football around with the friends when we can. Uh, yeah, man. And just, uh, you know, hanging in there, swinging away, buddy. Life is good, though. Yeah, it is supposed to rain. Uh this next couple days which sucks but right now it's beautiful it's like a perfect day like 15 degrees celsius just mm, unreal out there yeah exactly i'm i absolutely love that weather uh but uh yeah so you know we were talking right before we recorded that we don't think this episode is going to be too long uh just because like last night's episode was kind of like on par for what you would expect with nxt 2.0 yeah it was yeah exactly it was a pretty typical NXT 2.0 boring almost, which is something you don't often say about this brand. If nothing else, it's not boring. But yeah, this was like a nothing happening show. We'll tell you about it, though. We'll still be entertaining, of course, Boris. But yeah, uh, not not much to get into this week. So let's not dilly dally too, too much. Exactly. So but before we do that, we have one last piece of business to get through. That is our rating system de jour because as the young guns were done with star ratings so every week we do have a new system uh to rate matches out of five uh or system rating de jour matt what do you what are you thinking well one thing we did get a lot of this week boris uh were ball sack puns because you see wendy chu hit mandy rose with a uh I, I don't know what you'd call it a gym sack bag of balls uh, quite frankly a sack of balls yes so i think we got to do balls out of five sacks of balls balls mahoney's some some kind of balls related unit of measurement i love it all right that's what we're gonna do all right so the show starts off tony d'angelo aoao stacks and two dimes man those are great names uh <laughs> <laughs> They're in the back. Uh, D'Angelo cuts a promo about how the, his feud with Escobar isn't over. He then hypes uh, stacks and two dimes about uh, regarding beating Idris and Ophi and Malik Blade. Uh, D'Angelo and his goons went to the ring. The camera pans back to show that Santos Escobar was actually watching like a creeper the entire time from a distance. Yeah, creeping in the shadows, Santos Escobar. Not exactly... Uh, 
You, like he's kind of it's kind of a low status move to be creeping in the shadows. Not exactly, you know, befitting of his character. I I find, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent The other thing that I that kind of came up, and it's we haven't talked about this. Who's the face? Who's the heel? Um, yeah, that's a really good point. I guess because it kind of seemed like they were going babyface with Legato for a little bit, but Electra Lopez is still firmly a heel. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's a very good question. Are the mafioso guys baby faces? I love the world we live in. <laughs> such a uh, such a wonderful world. All right, the Bruce so the first, Pritchard world we cover. Yeah. All right. So the first match was Channing stacks Lorenzo and Troy <laughs> two dimes Donovan with Tony D at their side against Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. Yeah. This match was fast. Yeah, it was a fairly standard WWE tag team match. And honestly, calling it an average match at this stage of the game in these four wrestlers' careers is actually quite a compliment to them. They went in there and they they didn't particularly stink the place up. They didn't have a particularly great match, but it was a perfectly fine TV opener. And uh, I thought stacks and two dimes were a little better than they were than I expected them to be, you know? A hundred honestly, dude. I, I don't know why, but I was expecting like just have like mediocre at best um but they were they were pretty good right like i like i kind of like this match nothing nothing to it it was pretty basic uh it was only six minutes 10 seconds at one point escobar wild mendoza <sighs> i can't not call them wild and mendoza anyways they uh, they came down in ofi um and uh one of tony these guys had a hockey fight back and forth punches um Blade was doing stuff as well. Uh, Inofi got <laughs> hit on the ring post. Like Gado appeared at ringside. Um, one of Tony D's guys hit Blade with a takedown lariat. Uh, then Blade got hit with stereo punches, stereo boots. Uh, two dimes ends up getting the win for his team at six minutes, 10 seconds. So like I said, not really too much to this match. Pretty basic ending, right? Um and I'm actually quite surprised that even with Legado's kind of I guess just showing up that they still went with giving Stacks and Two Dimes the win. Yeah, I see what you mean there, but also it would have been a bad look for Stacks and Two Dimes to lose their first tag team match on NXT TV. They kind of right. needed this win. Dude, it's NXT. Let, let's be You're honest. Right. When do they ever on it? Like, and I'm not trying to be like negative or an asshole, but like, how often does logic really work in NXT when it comes to this sort of stuff? Well, you're right about that. But on this uh, particular occasion, that logic actually did, uh, you know, stand here. So I'm okay with it, man. I think it's all right. Yeah, just to touch on their finisher again, it seems like it's going to be called the Bada Bing, and they set it up the Bada. I suppose is like a double wrist clutch elbow thing. So it's kind of, kind of similar to like a, a BTE trigger, but in two steps instead of one, they do a wrist clutch elbow to knock the guy to his knees. And then when the guy's on his knees, they do a double big boot to the side of the kneeling opponent's head, thus being the bing. So the Bada and the Bing, that is their tag team finisher. I'm not sure it's going to be their tag team finisher forever, but it's all right for, yeah. for a first attempt. Exactly. Uh, which, again, goes to show you that Tony D'Angelo's finisher now has to be called the Gaba 
gruel. <laughs> the the Gabba gruel. I love it. Uh, anyway, uh, average WWE tag team match, two and a half balls out of five. It's a 50% balls Mahoney percentage. All right. So obviously, because Legado's out there, we need to have a brawl. Uh, so there was a brawl between the two uh, factions. Norman Smiley made his weekly cameo as him and other NXT trainers and referees come out to do the pull apart. The Weekly Wiggle, starring Norman Smiley. Yep. I, I, there's some, I love seeing him. I absolutely adore seeing him. Yeah, it's nice to see him. It was nice to see uh, Scotty Too Hotty when he was still there. And, and it's nice to see those legends, quote-unquote, uh, in maybe <laughs> Norman Smiley's case. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> stray. Norman Smiley just took a stray. Sorry. Sorry, Norman. <laughs> just absolutely just shit on you there. <laughs> you know Norman's listening to NXT talk right now. Oh my god. Anyways, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, is with Wesley. Uh Wesley talks about surviving the brutal attack from Von Forehead, Von Wagner. Lee talks about not wanting to be disrespected. Lee talks about Sanga disrespecting him. Mackenzie tried to say that she doesn't really think that Sanga was being disrespectful. Lee then talks about how uh, he and Mackenzie were friends before WWE, kind of alluding to Impact, so he wants to hear him out. Lee said he's going to go out to the ring to prove that he's able to win for himself. Yeah, good promo. Wesley's good on the microphone. Like the little Impact shout-out. Perfectly fine segment. Yeah, you know what? I'm really digging Wesley right now. Yeah, same. I, he's building up a lot of baby face sympathy, in my eyes anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so the next match was Wesley versus Sanga. Uh, this match was even somehow shorter than the previous match, but I will give it this. While not the best overall match, it did move a story forward, which is something that I forgot to mention about the first match. And that's something that NXT, and I know we've said this, and I'm going to say it again, and I try to like throw in positive chips when I can for NXT 2.0 because they're few and far in between. But one thing NXT does well is move stories forward. That's true. Now, whether the story is good or bad. Uh, whether it be yeah. good or bad. <laughs> And that's the thing. So I, I, you're right. You're right, though. I guess that's. I guess we could compliment them for that. Although, is if you're forwarding a boring, terrible story, or is it really worth complimenting anyway? This wasn't so bad. I actually, best is relative, right? Was it the best match I've ever seen? No. It was the best match on the show, though. Sanga versus Wesley, the best match on this 2.0 program this evening. Uh, brief as it was, Wesley took a heck of a licking, kept on ticking until the choke slam was just too much of a lick and nobody could continue to tick from such a lick <laughs> jesus christ um yeah, <laughs> sanga that's... defeats wesley chokeslam <laughs> yep exactly sanga wins via chokeslam in three minutes 50 seconds nothing else to really say because you really said it the best way humanly possible <laughs> but i really like this i really 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 enjoyed this so we got some so before you give your rating let's talk about what happened after the match uh we got some 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 recaps of sanga's power moves zaya quinn was wearing a leather jacket cheering sanga from ringside sanga left the ring and then quinn got into taunt lee right in front of his face sanga pulls quinn away quinn backs down sanga then helps lee to his feet and gives him a hug 
Ah, so uh, we were all waiting for Wesley to get a new tag team partner. I kind of figured that's where this story was going. And we expected it to maybe be Nathan Frazier, another like cruiserweight type Pokemon. But if they go with like a giant tag team partner, like the old Andre the Giant Jimmy Snuka tag team situation, I kind of like that. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, and I gotta say, like out of the, all of the newer big guys that they've been debu- they've been debuting lately, Sanga is actually not the worst. No, he's pretty good in the ring. He's definitely like a good promo, well spoken. He understands like his character. He projects well. He's uh, you know what I mean. He seems big out there. Like I like Sanka's work a lot. He, he's pretty solid. So I'm intrigued by this tag team overall for the segment and match. Three balls out of five, Boris, above that Mendoza line. Yep, exactly. I agree with you. I really enjoyed this, um, and and I'm I'm really digging what Sanga has to show, and I'm really thinking that this is the beginning of a awesome run for Wesley. I hope so. They like. It seems what they want to do to put a babyface over these days is beat them and beat them and beat them and beat them. Uh, so I guess they're pushing Wesley as a babyface? Question mark. <laughs> then they're really pushing Santos Escobar. All right, so Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez were hanging out backstage talking about how they messed with, uh, how they were together doing stuff back in the day. Jade said she's heading out to ringside to watch Electra Lopez versus Alba Fire. Yeah, they tell they they tell a story of like an old match where an old rival threw all their stuff out of the locker room because they were the new girls. But they've been they've been friends since like day one, I guess, is the story between Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. So they came up together and now they're here together in NXT 2.0. Yep. Yep. Team 2001 being the year that they were born, if that makes ah, sense. Techno- yes, it does. Of course. Techno Team 2001. I love it. Yep. All right, we get a footage from earlier today, as I sh- uh, show air quotes. Braun Breaker is looking for Joe Gacy backstage. Uh, two jobbers said that they were uh, they saw Gacy in a random locker room. Breaker barged into the locker room. Breaker picked up a Steiner family picture, which Breaker noted was from 20 years ago. So Joe Gacy broke into the home where Braun Breaker, young Bronson, grew up and stole a single Polaroid. Or maybe he stole, like, I don't know, some silverware and stuff as well. Maybe he's pawning the VCR, but he at least stole one single Polaroid. So that we know. Yep. So I guess it's safe to say that H.R. Gacy is done. Yeah, he is just a hardcore criminal now. I don't think, yeah, H.R. Gacy would have fired this Joe Gacy long ago. Yeah. Unless, and the scary part is, is this honestly what the the old men that write this stuff think of the woke culture and people who, you know, aren't pieces of trash? I uh, I don't have a source on this, so uh, but I'm 90% sure Bruce Pritchard once said on microphone, uh, poor people shouldn't vote. So, yes. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <sighs> Alba Fire. <laughs> new new getup. What you think? Ah, uh, yeah, new look for Alba Fire. New hairdo. It looks like it's more fiery than uh, before. I don't yep. know, man. I think it's worse. I think it's worse than Kaylee Ray, which was an excellent character that got over everywhere. But they don't want her wrestling name to be so close to her real name, which is 
Kaylee Ray. So, uh, yeah, man, it's it's worse, but it's not as bad as some of the character changes we have seen. I still like it much less than Kaylee Ray, though. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, whatever. We'll get into this at some point. Alba Fire versus Electra Lopez. Again, very short match. Like, this is the one thing about this week's show, which kind of felt boring, is that the matches were just so short. Yeah, they were telling stories in the grand scheme of stuff and moving stories forward, but they were just super short matches. This match went a whopping two minutes and 50 seconds. Alba Fire comes back with a kick and a palm strike. Fire hits Lopez with a swanton bomb for the win. This little hair thing squeaking out. Yeah, man, you're great call. This was NXT superstars. That's why this, like, at least in previous weeks, they've been trying again to have one really good match, be it like Grimes versus whoever, Carmelo versus whoever. I guess this week's attempt at having a really good match was the main event. Braun versus Duke Hudson didn't quite get there. Wesley versus Sango was a good match. This was not a good match. God bless Alba Fire. Electro Lopez is still pretty bad in the ring, but at least it was brief and the right person won cleanly, so I'm okay with it. But yeah, a bad wrestling match overall. Two balls out of five, Boris. Electro Lopez slaps Cora Jade's popcorn from her hands as she's watching from ringside. That conniving... Fox. <laughs> right? Wasted a perfectly good bucket of the popped corn. Yep. All right. So we see Damon Kemp. He tells the Creed brothers and Ivy now that Roderick Strong rolled his ankle in practice and can't make the match against Pretty Deadly. Julia said that Strong's injury better be big one because in Diamond Mind they fight through injuries. The Creeds talk about how they showed up, showed in their recent matches that they can fight through injuries. Kemp said he's just there to follow orders. Kemp walks away. Brutus said that Pretty Deadly always gets lucky. And then Julia said that their luck will run out at In Your House. Uh, yeah, not the worst promo I've ever seen. You can tell all four of these performers were you know, cutting their first couple of promos, but there's been way worse in the history of wrestling. This wasn't Jeff Farmer or anything. It was it was a fine attempt. Yeah, exactly. They were given lines. They read the lines. They tried their best. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. The hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, interviews Fallon Henley. Uh, and told her that she has a bye to the finals because Nikita Lyons got injured. Let's stop there. Yes. So this has got to be a worked injury and not a shoot injury, right? Like, I don't know. I, I To me, this is kind of lazy booking. Don't put Nikita in the tournament at all if you're just going to take her out. But, but also I kind of, I don't know. It's 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 a choice. It's a decision. I feel like it's maybe a last minute decision. I feel like they kind of booked themselves into a corner and came up with this. What do you think? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have zero opinion on this. Uh, just because, <laughs> like you said, like if 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 this is a work, um, it's lazy booking. If this is legit, that's fine. It did come kind of come out of left field. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's not even a question of, is this a work? It, to me, it's for sure, a million percent. I'm certain it's a work. To me, the question is, did they decide to do this last minute, or was this the plan in the tournament all along? And I think if it was the plan, it's not the worst plan, although it does, at this moment, feel uh, unsatisfying. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 
Well, let's. This is the thing, right? Like at the end of the day, the the way the brackets were looking was like we were gonna get a Nikita Lions and Roxanne Perez finals. This kind of avoids that situation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it does, which I guess is smart if you don't want to do that match right away because those are basically your two strongest babyface women candidates. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, so Fallon said she wishes the best for Nikita. Briggs and Jensen were there being insults on the corner. Briggs talks about how <laughs> Jensen's hand is still injured. Tiffany Stratton shows up, said that it's not fair that Henley isn't earning her way to the finals. Fallon said she's totally down to fight her way to the finals and would even fight Stratton. Yeah, so, you know, it's funny how subjective wrestling is. Our friend Bob Kapoor, whose opinion I very much respect, you know, he knows his wrestling has been a fan for a very long time. He didn't have nice things to say about this promo. I thought this promo was like pretty dang great. I thought it was the best promo of Fallon Henley's career. And yep. you could talk me into it being one of the better things on the entire show. I thought Fallon did a great job here. Yeah, it was it was okay. Like I agree with his statement of she was reading out lines as fast as she can, but I've seen a lot worse ways to read out lines, i.e. the previous promos. Right. Like it, I, to me, she seemed angry. She seemed fired up. I bought the delivery. But hey, you know, uh, it's I, wrestling is in the eye of the beholder, Boris. You know, it, it, things that I like, other people might not. Exactly. All right. So Roxanne Perez versus Lash Legend in a semifinal you match. You can really see. Of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. You can, really, you can see really, really see how good Roxanne Perez is. The the, the deep, deep chasm in uh, between the ability of Roxanne and the ability of Lash Legend. But also, like, Lash Legend's improving. She's an excellent athlete. She could be a star in this business. But Roxanne Perez, is, is she's, like, ready. She could be on the main roster tomorrow. She there's, there's nothing that she lacks right now. Yeah, exactly. Three minutes, 20 seconds, another very short match. Perez gave Lash a series of drop kicks and an axe handle strike. Perez hit Lash with a, with a Luthes press. Uh, she goes for the leg sweep, but Lash reversed it into a leg sweep of her own. Lash then went for a power bomb, but Perez reversed it with a pop rocks. That's what she's calling her code red. A pop rocks. The pop rocks. I love it. Yeah, she's been calling it that for a couple of weeks now. But yeah, a clean three count. One, two, three on Lash Legend. Roxanne to the finals of the women's breakout tournament. Uh, Herculean effort by Roxanne to make this three minutes watchable. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. What else can we say about this match? Uh, I think the only thing left to say is two balls out of five, Boris. Not even an average wrestling match, but at the same time, not without its charm. Good effort by Roxanne. Good effort by Lash, too. It was, you know, it was a mediocre four-minute match. Yep, exactly. Lash legend is improving. Roxanne Perez looks great. What more can we say? Dad, you covered it, big homie. Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane were cutting our promo to mock Indy Hartwell. Cannon Carter and Katana Chance show up and attack Dolan and Jane. Trainers show up to separate everyone and tell Rose to head to the ring for her match against Indy Hartwell. I did I did laugh at them like flying from the ceiling ninja style onto the tag team champions and a brawl breaking out as Mandy just kind of walked away from it that uh, that made me laugh. Uh that was pretty good. I'm excited to I think Boris see a tag team title switch at in your house. 
Yeah, I think I think uh, you know what I think it's gonna come, but anytime that we think it's gonna come, it doesn't. I guess it did at uh, Stand and Deliver, but it kind of got axed. <laughs> Those Stand and Deliver, you remember how everything at that show was immediately changed and reversed? Yeah, exactly. All right, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, or sorry, non-title match. NXT Women's Champion Mandy Rose versus Indy Hartwell. This was on the longer side of the matches. It was only given about 9 minutes, 15 seconds. This wasn't the worst match, but uh, I don't know. It just kind of dragged. Yeah, yeah. Nine minutes, like you said, but with like a four-minute commercial that yep. we in Canada don't have picture-in-picture picture for. So tough to rate this match. Again, even like to even say it's an average match, I think, is a pretty big reach. Like, I don't think it was a particularly good day for Indy, who is very talented. I think it is underrated as like a promo, as a wrestler, but uh, she seems a little lost right now. You know what I mean? And it, it's, to, it's to be understood, her entire gimmick just up and walked out the door uh, a couple weeks ago so she she is a little lost right again. now but uh again yeah exactly for the second time in her career but uh yeah man i don't know about this one it was not again it's just kind of like a kind of a mediocre quick wrestling match five minutes uh, out of nine shown on camera yeah hartwell hits rose with a spine buster she got a two count uh dolan and jane uh, kind of are kind of limping to ringside chance and carter are following up they attack them hartwell caught jane with a big boot rose caught a distracted hartwell with a running knee for the win at nine minutes 15 seconds after the match dolan and jane continue to brawl with chance and carter this is when wendy chu appears hits mandy rose with a sack of balls chu then pour the balls over mandy chu dances and uh, stood over Rose with the title. Big ol' sack o' balls, Boris. Yeah, so I, another, we're going to go two balls out of five yet again for this match. Like, it wasn't egregiously bad, it, but at the same time, it was it was bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't even average. So that's what it is. It's two stars, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of balls. Do you think Wendy Chu is going to win the title? I do think for I sure do. the tag team titles are switching. The tag I team th- titles are long overdue. The, the I- women's title? I think so. I really do think so. Honestly, you're you're you think that WWE is going to put the NXT Women's Title on Wendy Chu? Yes. Why not? She's talented enough. She's she's a good wrestler. She's doing Look, like dude. She, if we're going to base every decision on people's gimmicks, no one is going to win a title anymore. Wow. They no. That's not fair. They still have Roman Reigns. Is is they I'm still talking about have, NXT? Like, they still have Braun Breakers. They still have Mandy Rose. They still okay. have uh, Quest, Alba Fire. Braun Breaker, right now, we're chasing for the title. We would both be saying, this isn't his time, this isn't his time, because he's been looking like an absolute poindexter recently. Yeah, but that's Joe Gacy's fault more than Breaker's fault. That's, but you're right. You're right. You're right about that. I don't think, I, I think the tag team title switch, I don't think the women's title switches. I think Wendy Chu is going to have... Well, that's part of it, but I just don't think they're going to do it. I really don't. I would be shocked. Yeah. All right. So uh, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell, is with Braun Breaker. Uh, They're talking about Joe Gacy. Uh, They talk about the picture. Suddenly, high school football footage aired on on the monitor. 
Uh, Breaker noted that the footage was of him in high school. He noted that he was a bit sad that Rick Steiner couldn't make it to that game. Uh, Breaker said he's not letting Gacy get in his head, and he walks away looking a little depressed. So, but yeah, if Braun Breaker's like 22 or whatever, right? So if that was a high school uh, clip, and apparently it was running back an 85-yard uh touchdown by the way so good on you Braun breaker that was very impressive but uh if this was from high school this was what like four or five years ago so rick steiner was in japan in 2017 or 18 really uh maybe but could have been we don't know are, are, are you there are, are you uh are you monitoring his every move or are you no i'm not <laughs> I just I just didn't think the height of the Steiner brothers touring power was at 20 in 2017, 18, whenever Braun Breaker graduated from high school. Seems to me like Rick maybe could have been around, but I'm not, no judgment, no judgment. I just doubt the validity of the story. Yeah. The funny part that made me laugh about this, and I guess you kind of do have to do it uh, just because, you know, you, you know, the way that you kind of treat the audience sometimes. And that's when you see the football clip and you have Braun Breaker basically saying, oh, look, that is me in high school. Like, cl- clearly explaining to everyone what's going on. Yeah, of course. It, it's classic WWE, too, to, like, literally, like, take you by the hand and lead you to the point. But, yeah, we would have figured it out, but sometimes you got to say it. Yeah, no, I know. It just, it's just still kind of funny because it just adds a, a level of cheesiness to it. <laughs> For sure, really. That's a really good call it does. All right, pretty deadly. Kit Wilson. Elton Prince, they're cutting a promo. They talk about Diamond Mine being too injured to wrestle this week. They then hype up how they're going to beat the Creed brothers. Uh, They worked in their yes boy catchphrase many a times. So this is in my notes when I wrote number A. Number A. Number one, completely forgot that this match was supposed to happen. Number two, this is maybe why the the, the show seemed very, like, cut weird. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I like this promo, though. But yeah, you're right. It was. It, it did seem like a little out of place. But uh, the match itself should be fun. It is. It has been built up fairly well. If you think about all the, the, you know, story of someone screwing with Diamond Mine. This is actually like months in the making. This match. So you know, pretty exciting. Pretty deadly versus the Creed brothers. Good promo. I'm excited for this whole thing. Yep, Fallon Henley versus Tiffany Stratton in a semifinal match of the NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. Again, very, very short match. Yeah, so this is a weird one. It's like they had a story here, but I didn't feel like they did enough in the match to justify the story, which is Fallon Henley couldn't overcome this knee injury. Like her knee just buckled and that was it, but they didn't. They could have done more in the wrestling match to actually work over Henley's leg to actually kind of sell this whole thing. So overall, I felt like it didn't quite work, although Tiffany Stratton is improving immensely. She's getting pretty good. She is looking pretty good in the ring, like uh, skill wise. So I like that. But you're 100 percent right. Like if the comment, it just seems like there was a disconnect, right? Like the wrestlers were told, hey, sell your sell your knee, you know. This is how the end is going to happen. So you have to sell your knee. Then on the flip side, you had the commentators talking about this injury, but there was no justification of said injury with the in-ring. Yeah, it was like, so to me, it was like the match on paper should have been laid out like, so two minutes of just like, you know, shine, whatever, get into the match. And then like eight minutes of 
uh, your knee being worked on of, of Tiffany Stratton just absolutely dominating Fallon Henley's knee and then two-minute finish, right? And it's like they skip that entire eight-minute middle part. Like, the entire part where Fallon's knee is actually getting hurt, I missed. Where the hell did that happen? You know yeah. what I mean? But So it was just very weird. It was like, yeah, it was like they had like a 12-minute match and they did it in three minutes and that just kind of meant that nothing landed. Yep. Henley's knee eventually cr- uh, crumbles. Uh, Stratton uh, hit Henley with a slingshot stomp. She then hit Henley with a corkscrew Vader bomb for the win in five minutes and one second. Yet again, two out of five, two balls out of five on this one. It is a slightly below average wrestling match. Yep. We get then Grayson Waller uh, celebrating with Tiffany Stratton. And then we cut to the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell with Katana Chance and Caden Carter. They talk about how they're fed up with not getting a chance at the tag team titles. They challenge Toxic Attraction to a title match against them. Wendy Chu shows up, talks about how she hit Mandy Rose in the face with a sack of balls. She talks about how she's going to go after the NXT Women's Championship match. Uh, she then, Mackenzie Mitchell kind of then sends the show to a hype video for Ikemen Jiro and Von Forehead. <laughs> yeah, so Wendy Chu, WWE Women's Champion. It could be the future we live in. I feel like I'm ripping her. Like I, The performer herself, she's, she's excellent. But the gimmick is just so terrible. It's so dumb and bad. Yeah, well, that's the world we live in. Yes, it is. Uh, we see a Taya Hall vignette. She talks about how she's graduating high school tomorrow because of age, not IQ. She said she her best friends want her, her to be teachers, nurses, marketing executives, but she wants to be in WWE. She said she got accepted into schools like UCLA, Dartmouth, Princeton, Brown. She says she's up to the challenge of attending college while also being able to train at the Performance Center. Uh, she says she'll choose her college on NXT next week. Yeah, so declaration day for Thea Hale. That's 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 a pull. That is yep. a pull. So, if she chooses, Audrey Chase, you, I'm gonna just mark out, out for this. <laughs> I love it. Excellent call, Chase University, Boris. I love where your head's at. Now she'll she'll probably pick uh, Dartmouth or U of T. Yeah, but I, honestly, like just 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 go with it. Just make her cha- choose <laughs> Chase U. That is absurd. I love it. Yep. All right. Duke Hudson met, meets with Braun Breaker backstage. He said he wasn't behind mind games. Uh, Hudson talks about how a man is most dangerous when they have nothing to lose. Hudson said Breaker needs to grow a pair. Stop having daddy issues. Uh, this caused Breaker to pin Hudson to the lockers. Hudson said Casey was right and that Breaker is predictable. Yeah, Duke Hudson, fine promo. This was every backstage segment you've ever seen in WWE. Yep, so future tag team Cody Rhodes and Braun Breaker, Daddy Issues Connect. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. <laughs> uh, Von Wagner with Mr. Stone versus Eekman Jiro, four minutes, 13 seconds. How is Von Wagner getting getting so much ring time and getting worse? I don't get it at all. This like he's on NXT UK. He's over. He's overseas. He's wrestling all the time, and he's not improving at all. So, Von Wagner, he's big, and that is all he brings to the table at this moment. I thought this was bad. Yeah, 
Von Wagner is one of those guys who's just not improving, but I feel like they're going to keep him around simply because of his size. Well, size, pedigree, and legitimate sports background, that's like the three pillars for WWE at this moment, right? So. So Wagner tangles Jiro in his jacket for hockey punches. He hits Jiro with a twisting Death Valley driver for the win. Yes, Surrey Bob. Yeah, probably the worst match on the program. Let's go one singular ball out of five. Uh, 20% Lance Armstrong percentage. Yeah, and that ball Just, is as uh, big tasteless, as his forehead. Tasteless. Tasteless joke. On both our accounts. Let's just move on. Yeah, well, mine was less tasteless than yours. <laughs> it was. It was less tasteless, for sure. Or... Yes, let's taste us. <laughs> Sophia Cromwell shows up on stage and points to the announce table. Wagner was about to military press Ejiro on the announce table, but Josh Briggs showed up and cleared Wagner from the ring. Yes. Couldn't call it tasteful, Boris. Less taste less. So are we getting one member of the Incel Express versus ba- Von Wagner right now? That's where we're going? Hey, Haas you know what? v. Haas? If it's anyone, it might as well be Briggs. It's fine. Uh, Von Wagner has been bullying litter, little guys his entire NXT 2.0 career, so I'm okay with Von Wagner versus, uh, like, uh, you know, fight, pick on someone your own size kind of match. Von Wagner versus another big guy. I'm okay with it. Yep. All right, Tony D'Angelo and his crew were interviewed. D'Angelo talks about how Legado and his mob are at war and will settle it at In Your House. D'Angelo talks about how he's going to bring the fight to Legado turf and how he's going to give Santos Escobar an offer he can't refuse. Tony D'Angelo, good talker lots of charisma on this guy let him speak five ten minutes every episode of nxt because you don't have much else yeah uh mr stone cromwell and wagner they're backstage they're hyping up von wagner said that wagner needs eyes in the back of his head with everyone coming after him nowadays cromwell said that wagner is ruffling feathers and that von can handle anything anyone anytime Cool. So Cromwell and Von Wagner have a past. Yep, they do. Mm, uh, intriguing. Yep. Vic Joseph, really. Wade Barrett, they're talking at ringside. Joseph is trying to hype up in your house, but Mandy Rose interrupts from backstage at the Toxic Lounge. Rose talks about how Wendy Chu is a grown-up kid with, uh, while Rose is a grown-ass woman. JC Jane called Chance and card her munchkins. Jane instead talks to track to make it look easy, and Chance can't keep up with her Ninja Warrior skills. Dolan said next week they'll make the matches against Chu and Chance and Carter official. For two minutes there, I was like, oh, Mandy's cutting a really good promo. And then it kind of devolved into the regular nonsense. Everyone's got a turn to speak. Everyone's just regurgitating lines. But for like the first 90 seconds of this, it was actually like believable, pissed off Mandy Rose. I would I would hear an argument that the first 90 seconds of this promo was the best work of Mandy Rose's entire career. I'm yeah. dead serious. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Like, and, and it just... They should have kept it to just that, right? Like, yeah. let her talk. She's the leader of the group. They're angry. They're here to prove a point. That's it. Absolutely. Didn't need everyone to weigh in with their two cents like I'm doing right now. Well put, buddy. Yeah, whatever, man. It's, 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 it's <laughs> a team here. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, anyway, I actually thought Mandy did an excellent job. The other two uh, women, not so much. But you know what I do love is Mandy and Wade Barrett and the whole Vic Joseph kind of on the sidelines to their little chemistry thing happening. I like that a lot. Yep. All right, so we get a Carmelo Hayes barbershop segment. Mello and Trick were chatting with random patrons. Trick said they have a lot of gold bling, but they're missing the gold title belt. Mello said it's unnatural to not have a title. Cameron Grimes showed up to the barbershop. He said he's just there to talk. Grimes sat in a barber's chair to talk with Mello. Grimes talks about how he and Solo crushed Trick and Mello last week, and Mello was saying it was Grimes being lucky. Mello said Grimes doesn't deserve the championship. He said that Grimes doesn't hold um, or rock the title the way that Mello holds and rocks the title. Mello said that Grimes isn't the A champion. Grimes said that Mello is right. He was a champion. Mello said that Grimes is just a title holder. Grimes hypes up a match between him and Nathan Frazier for next week and prep for the match against Mello. Grimes leaves as Mello ends up getting uh, his hair cut. Quite enjoyed this. One of the highlights of the show, for sure. One of the best things on the program. Um, I'm excited for the match. It's a big, big week for Cameron Grimes next week because he's got he's got Nathan Frazier and he's got a big premium live event match with Carmelo Hayes. And yep. that could be a way to remind people just how good Cameron Grimes is. So I think it's a big week for Cameron Grimes, who's he's got to be nearing the end of his NXT career, no matter what happens. If he gets called up, if he gets fired, whatever. Like, he's been there a long time. And with this turnover that they're talking about, I think he's got to be nearing the end of his NXT run. Yep. All right. We get a promo for a new wrestler debuting. Uh, he's Italian. Talks about his culture and fashion, and his name is Giovanni Vinci. You think this is Fabian Eichner? Uh, I think so. I really do yeah. think so. Um, Giovanni Vinci. It's like they literally like just use a uh, a program to rent like name the <laughs> ethnicity of the character. Yeah, you know, random Italian name generator for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, but I, I like this, right? Like, this was pretty cool, um, and uh, we'll see who it ends up being and all that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, it was it was a typical vignette. I'm guessing Fabian Eichner just because he's an Italian on the roster that needs a new gimmick, so. Yep. Joe Gacy and his druids were at the Crow's Nest uh, as we set up the main event of the night, which was Braun Breaker versus Duke Hudson in the lawn title match. Yeah, another just like kind of just their typical match with a lame, terrible WWE style finish. Yeah, it was pretty bad. The ending, like, I don't understand why they couldn't. Like, this is your champion. Give him the win. Absolutely. They had to protect Duke Hudson. No, it wasn't It wasn't that they were protecting Duke Hudson. What they were doing here was trying to sell the stipulation that Braun Breaker is a little bit of a hothead. And if you get under his skin, he can maybe get himself disqualified. So you're supposed to add intrigue to the main event of In Your House, which is just a terrible stipulation, and it's yeah. not going to work. Yeah, Hudson dumps Breaker to ringside. Gacy and his druids were nearby at that point. Hudson tossed Breaker into the steel steps. He got a two count after some ground and pound. Hudson went for a Steiner recliner, but Breaker escapes. Hudson used a throat punch to escape Breaker's Steiner recliner. Um, there wasn't a quick overrun. Breaker backdrops Hudson for a, uh, for a couple more moves in the offense. He gets the shoulder tackle, a power slam. Breaker dumps Hudson to ringside with a lariat. He starts staring at the druids for a bit. 
Uh, he beat up the two druids at that point. He takes a steel chair from Hudson. Joe Gacy got on the apron. He ducks a chair shot. Hudson then taps Breaker on the back. Breaker hits Hudson with a chair for the DQ. So spotty disqualification rules aside, uh, I get what they were trying to do. But didn't the druids run into the ring? Like, weren't they, weren't they, they like, not thrown? Him. But but they didn't yeah, touch I guess. Him. Yeah, right. So it's not. So you are allowed to just run back and forth, run laps in the ring. Oh, that that changes from show to show. But yeah, yeah I it's just whatever. It's a small nitpick on a on a, a very dumb thing. We can pick all a lot of nits while we're here. But let's not let's not bother. This was uh, bad, but not as bad as some of them. And I'm not excited to see this match. I don't care about this story. It's a cr- it's crazy that they're trying to headline in a premium live event with this gimmick. I think it's not working at all. Yep, I agree with you there. But like, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for Gacy and Breaker because if they allowed them to just go out there and do their thing, this would be so much better. And I kind of feel like. You know, Breaker is safe. Breaker is Breaker. He's a Steiner. You know, he's big. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a star, even a mid-card star, but he's going to be something on the main roster. I feel for Gacy because this is the sort of stuff that can really kind of ruin him in preparation for any possible move. It can kind of, you know, if the premium live event match doesn't go well or if the reception isn't good because of the shitty story, then I feel like the blame is going to be put on him. I think so, man. But yeah, it's got to go on someone, and it's not going to be Braun uh, Breaker. It's not going to be Bronson Rex Steiner who gets derailed by this. I think you're completely right. But hopefully they do get in there. They do just have a good match. They do just kind of tear the house down, let them kind of do what they can do, and we forget about how bad the story was leading up to the match. That's exact. That's honestly, at this point, the best we can hope for. And that seems to be, you know, the, the like, 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 the main roster, main roster, that is, you know, lead up to pay-per-views, kind of shitty, pay-per-views themselves, pretty entertaining. I hope this is the case. Yeah, I think that's our best bet. But yeah, so mediocre show, mediocre match, two balls out of five, two-star show, two-star match, not much time for it. Don't go back and watch it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, really, it, it did move stuff forward. We have now, you know, a tag team match for In Your House for the women's tag team. We now have for sure know that it's going to be Wendy Chu and Mandy Rose. They've kind of moved this whole Breaker Gacy story forward. Um, you know, we the, the the women's breakout tournament went forward. So again, while not the best, things moved along. Yeah, sometimes you got to get from point A to point B, but yeah, it's just yeah, not something you need to go out of your way to see. Save it for in your house on uh, Saturday, June the fourth. Yep. I believe. Yep, 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 right. yep, 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 yep. All right, let's go uh, chat some NXT UK. Jolly good. All right, like we say each and every single week, thank God for NXT UK because it is by far the best hour of WWE TV. And this week, I would say that was for sure the case. Yeah, a lot of, uh, yeah, a, a lot of the time that this show is going to be actually better than it was this week, honestly. This was kind of like the floor 
for an NXT UK, yeah. and it was still very good. It was still very good, quick, easy, enjoyable hour of professional wrestling. Lots of intrigue, lots to like get excited about in the future, and uh, a unique main event. Not something I knew I needed to see, but it was a bloodless dog collar match. Quite a challenge, and I appreciated it as an artistic achievement. We'll get into it. Yep. So the first match saw Amal and Angel Hayes versus Zaya Brookside and Eliza Alexander. This match is interesting because Zaya Brookside and Alexander, they've been getting wins over Amal and Angel Hayes. So you're thinking typical WWE booking, the faces in Amal and Angel Hayes are going to get the win. But no, no, no. Zaya Brookside and Eliza, Eliza Alexander end up getting the win, which surprised me. But I really like where they're going with this because I feel like they're really trying to build this up into a Miko Satamora, Emilia McKenzie showdown for those two. I think that kind of makes sense. That could be where they're going. Yeah, they did cheat a little bit. There was some heel chicanery in this match. But yes, the uh, the heels, the bad girls won. Uh, I, I believe it was Angel Hayes who got pinned and not Amel, right? Uh, yes, Angel Hayes got the knee and got pinned. So what happened was Amal chucks Brookside out the ring. Uh, then she's kind of beating up on Alexander. Hayes and Brookside were then in the ring, but Brookside hit Amal to distract the referee. Alexander hit the knee to Hayes. Brookside hit the broken wings for the win on Hayes in six minutes. Yeah, perfectly fine. Kind of similar to the opener of 2.0. I would say an average WWE tag team match. But based on the experience level uh, of a lot of these combatants, that's pretty good. So all things considered, you know, two and a half supernovas out of five for this one. Solid effort. Yep. Ivy now enters Miko Satamora's dressing room and requested a title match. Satamora accepted. Uh, Shaw Samuels accused Damon Kemp of disrespecting him in front of Lash Legend. Uh, then we got D Familia coming out, um, and yeah, stuff, just stuff, just, a lot of stuff moving forward. Yes, sir. Yeah, just to touch on the Ivy Nile thing, I really like this a lot. This was like atypical of WWE, something you would only see on NXT UK, where a combatant comes in. Miko Satamora is the champ. Ivy Nile just comes in respectfully, bows to Miko, requests a title shot, says, you said all you need to do is ask for a title shot. Well, I, I am respectfully asking you for a title shot. Miko said, okay. Ivy bowed again and walked out. And it was just straight up like 15, 30 seconds based entirely on respect. Taught you a lot about Ivy. Taught you a lot about Miko. And it kind of you kind of got a little hint of jealousy from Amelia McKenzie, who opened the door up for uh, Miko Satamora, who's supposed to be Miko's friend. So I thought this achieved so much in 30 seconds. I thought this was this was like the type of like understated brilliance that you never, ever, ever, ever see in WWE. You sometimes see it in AEW, but rarely actually at this point, too. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like AEW used to do stuff like the, stuff like this, um, but they're kind of straying trying to do stuff different stuff right yeah just aw just seems like they're doing way too much right it doesn't seem like they are doing way too much at once right now that's the biggest problem but this is not an aew podcast uh i loved loved this little 30 second thing i it taught you so much about all three of the people even the person who just opened the door so this was great yep i agree with you 100 so d familia uh, Tioman and Rohan Raja with Charlie Dempsey versus Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars. I really, really enjoyed this match a lot. This match, again, you know, in terms of 
tag team storytelling. It was basic, but it was fun, entertaining. Everyone was fluid. Um, and you kind of, you know, the, the De Familias is just looking better and better. Yeah, and I like the finish. It was a little bit overbooked, you could say. It might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I enjoyed the story progression of the finish here. So, yeah, I like this match a lot, too. I had a lot of time for it. Eight-minute tag team match, but but a ton of fun. Yeah, so Charlie Dempsey distracts Stars by slamming his ring jacket on the apron. Stars then lunges for Dempsey, but Raja sent him into the ring post. Mastiff hit a tope to Dempsey and Raja in the ring. Tioman hits his finisher on Stars for the win in eight minutes. So the whole thing with this Jack Stars Dave Mastiff team is that it was the thing where Jack was trying to get Dave's respect. He was trying to earn Dave's respect, and finally Jack Stars did earn Dave's uh, respect. He got the colors, Boris. He got the vest, the Dave Mastiff vest, and now he has colors. He's part of the gang. So when Charlie Dempsey disrespected his colors, Jack Stars wanted to show Dave Mastiff, hey, you can't do that, but it cost him the match. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's pretty, like you said, pretty basic, straightforward wrestling storytelling, but I thought it worked really well here. Yep. So because of this, De Familia has been added to the tag team match, uh, the NXT UK Tag Team Championship match with Mustache Mountain and Oliver Smith and uh, Carter. Yeah, Ashton Carter. Ashton Carter, yeah. So Yes, sir. This is kind of cool. This match is really looking up to be good. Unfortunately, I don't know how it just came up, and I know who's going to win that match, but I'm really excited to kind of see how they get there. Oh, no, you got spoilers? I actually don't have spoilers on that, so. Yeah, it's the the first time ever I've gotten spoiled on NXT (laughs) UK. That's crazy, yeah. Please do not tell me. I want to go in sight unseen. But, yeah, so I actually will talk about the main event. I thought the main event was kind of weird, good for what it was, but I thought this was the match of the show. I'm going to go a B, three and a half supernovas out of five for this one. Agreed. This, for me, was the match of the show. Uh, The next match was okay at best, and that's... Kenny I liked Will- it. You liked it? I don't know. I really I- did. Okay, so the match was Kenny Williams versus Josh Morrell. This match, for me, was all about Kenny Williams. Yes. See, it, it was it was a little too much Kenny Williams. I could have used a little more Josh Morrell, but I am the original Kenny Williams fan, stand supporter. I've been talking about this guy since the first time we watched NXT UK. I was like, who is this? Kenny Williams, he is a star. I want to see more of him. And so this was okay. But yeah, problems with the match. Way too much Kenny Williams. Kind of made Josh Morrell look really, really weak. It was five and a half minutes. Felt like 10. Yeah. So not the best wrestling match that I've ever seen. But overall, in terms of like a personality profile on Kenny Williams, it put him over. I uh, I appreciated it. I enjoyed watching it. What's funny is that, okay, so yeah, you're right. I agree with most of that. As- well, all, all of that assessment. But because it was all Kenny Williams, at one point, Morel gets a small package, and I swear to God, I thought that was going to be the end of the match. Yeah, I definitely could have. Yeah, that that finish, that false finish definitely won me over, too. Could have seen that being the finish of the match for sure. Yep. All right, so Morel goes to the top rope. Kenny Williams grabs his leg, attacks the knee. Uh, Williams then hits a running knee attack, but was again distracted by a mass men in the crowd Williams hit bad luck on Morel for the win in five minutes 30 seconds nice yeah bad luck the old Dean Ambrose headlock driver that uh when Dean first came in 
as the shield. He was using that. I think he won the U.S. title with it anyway. So I, I, I liked it. I'm going to say three supernovas out of five for this one. Yeah. What are you thinking about this whole mask figure, mask men, mask people stuff? I don't know. Is it supposed to be like in Kenny's head? Is it supposed to be a weird like Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan thing, or are we going to get a group of masked men? I'm not quite sure. I, it's it's okay. I don't hate it, but I I don't I I think it's just kind of there. You know yep. what I mean? All right. So I know we're going to run down some of the cards later, but I have to say it because it was hyped up at this point. I think the match I am looking forward to the most this week and all of wrestling is a kid versus charlie dempsey in a heritage yeah, rules match yeah we love the heritage cup we love both of those two wrestlers a lot i am excited i think they already have a match this year that's on my list a kid versus charlie dempsey on the 122 list already so this is going to be a kid charlie dempsey two this time it's heritage year <laughs> but yes boris i can't wait buddy i agree with you there yep uh, Lash Legend gives an interview. She talks crap about Amelia McKenzie, but Amelia McKenzie kind of overhears this, similar to the open of NXT 2.0 with Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. Yeah, well put. That was yeah, it was exactly very much the same as that. Yes. Yep. Uh, Trent Seven cuts a promo saying he was confident that Mustache Mountain would win the Triple Threat NXT UK Tag Team Championship match and retain their gold. Tyler Bate reminded Seven that they didn't need to be pinned to lose their titles. Seven said he was wise and suggested they talk tactics. Yeah, talk, talk a little techers as they go away. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when they pull the trigger on this because we thought it was going to happen three months ago. So they're really, really milking this story, but in a good way. Yep. All right. Main event time. The bloodless yeah. dog collar match between Eddie Dennis and Wild Boar. So, yeah worked extremely hard beat the crap out of each other weird edits at a couple spots there's there's a there's a spot in this match where you could see the chain has clearly uh become detached from wild boar it was after he was whipping the absolute crap out of eddie dennis about like seven ish minutes into this 10 minute match and then there's like a quick edit and all of a sudden wild boar's chain is reattached i would like to speak to somebody who was actually at this match and see what they thought of it, how long it went in real life. We got about 10 and a half minutes, like I said, of this. And yeah, it was, I don't know if I could call it a good match, but I would say it was a great effort, a great effort. And it kind of was a weird disjointed match. I don't know. Very, very hard one to rate. Yeah. I, I think the edits and the at least for us the obvious edits it took me out of the match it reminded me hey this is pre-recorded and we're not seeing the entire match yeah same i i agree with that but like let's not undersell the brutality these guys beat the piss out of each other the finish spot especially it's one of those things where like you you know wrestling is quote-unquote fake but like that would hurt like hell the finish of this match would have hurt even if it's like a a weaker like aluminum chain that's still going to really really hurt yep wild boar whips dennis with the chain before hitting a power bomb t-bone primate come out uh boar speared t-bone into primate 
Boar then hits a spear on Dennis and looked like he had the win until Primate hit a diving headbutt to break up the pin. Boar sent Dennis into Primate. Uh, Boar used the chain to lock on a cross face with the whole chain wrapped around Dennis's face. He ends up tapping out in 10 minutes, 20 seconds to win the dog collar match. Yeah, so originally gets him in the cross face with the chain just in his mouth, and that's not enough for Eddie Dennis to quit. So he wraps it all around his face, like deep into the sides of his eyes, and he's pulling up on it. That would have hurt so bad. I don't care what that chain is made of. That would have actually hurt. It yep. looked like pretty painful. But uh, yeah, I liked the decisive finish. I, I liked the, 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 it was like, it, to me, it's like a two star match, but a four star effort. Like these guys really, really worked hard. So I'm going to split the difference and we're going to say three supernovas out of five for this one. You know, I think yeah. that seems fair. I think that's super fair. Like the match, uh, a collar match on TV is hard to pull off. A collar match on TV without blood is super hard to pull off. Yeah, a like I match on TV without blood on the network with edits is damn near impossible to make look good. Exactly. And I'm not sure if they did quite make it look good. They almost did. They were, you know, maybe. I think it's going to come down to your personal preference yep. on this one. But yeah, so I don't know. It was it was a strong effort in the main event from these two wrestlers who beat the absolute tar out of each other. Crazy. Yep, exactly. All right, so that was NXT UK. Again, not the worst show. Not, you know, again, I think we're coming off of that huge, huge match from last week, the Dragunov-Jordan yeah. uh, Devlin match. And then next week, we or this week, we have the Heritage Cup rules match, which I'm just, like, just, just beyond looking forward to. Charlie Dempsey, like, come on. How can we not look forward to that match? Uh, so this was kind of stuck in the middle, um, and, and, and it was just like I felt like the – the competitors of the main event had a lot of uphill battle. I think that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, but you know what? End of the day, liked it more than 2.0. Thought it was better than that. So uh, a fun hour of WWE programming, to be sure. Yep. All right. Do you want to do your best Excalibur impression as you run through some cards? Oh, no, I'm out of water. Okay, let's do it. Upcoming NXT shows, starting with UK, May 26, 2002. We have Heritage Cup rules, A-Kid versus Charlie Dempsey. Also on that show, Amelia McKenzie versus Lash Legend. NXT 2.0, May 31st. 2022, we have Cameron Grimes versus Nathan Frazier, Cora Jade versus your girl, Electra Lopez, and the Women's Championship Summit, Boris. NXT UK, June 2nd, 2022, we have Sam Gradwell versus Von Wagner and possibly the Triple Threat Tag Team match. That's coming up soon anyway. And NXT 2.0 in your house, Saturday, June 4th, 2022, we have North American title, Cameron Grimes versus Carmelo Hayes. Men's tag titles, Creed Brothers versus Pretty Deadly. Women's tag titles, Toxic Attraction versus Katana Chance the former Casey Cottonzaro, and Caden Carter. Damn it, I was going so well. NXT Women's title, Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu. NXT title, changes hands on a DQ match. Joe Gacy versus your champion, Braun Breaker. And somewhere in there, not yet announced officially, the finals of the Women's Breakout Tournament, which is Roxy versus Tiffany Stratton, daddy's girl. Yep. Man, you know what? The inner house card doesn't sound too bad 
Yeah, it's all right. I'm excited for the tag team title match. I think most of all, actually, which is no, a North American title one, tag team title two. And I think the Tiffany Stratton on her, like how she's improving so much with someone yeah. like a Roxanne Perez, Roxy in the ring. I think that match is going to surprise a bunch of people. I hope that ends up on in your house and they give it a good 10, 12, 15 minutes of the ring. I hope so. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed 100%. All right, man. So that is the show. That is NXT Talk where we chat about all things NXT. There is a bunch more coming at you on the SNME Network. Uh, but uh, without further ado, I think we're going to call it a day. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Till next time, be tranquilo. Go follow the TikTok and hit the heart button on a couple of them videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah.